You're listening to the Q's Podcast, Episode 63. Welcome to the Q's Podcast, where we connect you with credit union industry leaders and cross industry experts for a wide range of perspectives on trends and topics relevant to you. I'm your host, James Lenz, Q's Professional Development Manager. We want to thank you for listening to the show. I know we continue to bring in new listeners, and a lot of you are checking out all the past episodes. That's great. We hope the Q's podcast continues to add value to your professional life. It's because of your support and support of our sponsors that we continue to produce the show. We also want to especially thank Harlan Clark, proud sponsor of today's show. Harlan Clark is a leading provider of customer engagement solutions that help connect businesses and people how, when, and where it matters. Harlan Clark understands that it's no longer just about satisfying your members, it's about engaging them on their terms. They understand the value of your member relationships. Harlan Clark knows that when your members are highly engaged, they buy more products and services. They think of you as their primary financial institution. They're more loyal. Harlan Clark's solutions help you create engagement in meaningful ways, providing an outstanding experience at every touchpoint and turning it into a powerful competitive advantage. Harlan Clark serves more than 43 million consumers and 6 million small and medium-sized businesses per year throughout its relationships with more than 11,000 of the nation's leading financial institutions, large retailers, affiliate marketing companies, and accounting software providers. They are dedicated to raising the bar on the member experience by making it possible for you to provide more and better member engagement. Learn more at harlanclark.com. I'm super excited about today's show. It's about a topic that matters to all leaders and credit union organizations. We'll focus on using data to create not just good, but exceptional member experiences. Today's guest is Brian Scott. As Senior Vice President of Sales and Solutions Consulting at PSCU, Brian Scott partners with industry leaders in payments and community financial institutions to create competitive payment programs. Brian helps credit unions position themselves competitively in their own communities and maintain profitability throughout their payment programs. He spent 24 years in the highly competitive consumer payments marketplace and is a recognized leader in payment solutions and innovative technologies. This episode is a precursor to the session Brian will deliver at the upcoming Q's Directors Conference. Board members from the movement's top credit unions gather annually at the Q's Directors Conference to learn, communicate, and grow as leaders and decision makers. Find out more by visiting qs.org slash dc. We look forward to seeing you and your colleagues in December. All right, now for today's show, some highlights include a foundation for analytics that credit unions need to know. Differentiation between the three types of analytics, descriptive, predictive, and prescriptive. And how credit unions could apply these three types of analytics to improve the experience for their members. Here's my conversation with Brian Scott, Senior Vice President of Sales and Solutions Consulting at PSCU. Hi, Brian. Thank you for coming on the Q's Podcast. Welcome. Hey, thanks, James, uh, so much for having me here. I'm excited for it. Thank you so much for the opportunity. As credit union leaders, I know our listeners are always searching for relevant content that can help their organizations and their members. So I'm excited about the conversation today. We initially discussed doing a Future Cues podcast episode together back in January while we're at the 2018 Q Symposium. Of course, that took place in Kauai. 
However, today we have the Green Bay, Wisconsin connection, that's me, to you, the Iowa connection going on. Uh, it isn't the same majestic Pacific Blue Ocean waters, Brian, that we're sitting next to as it was back then. Instead, what separates us today right now is a lot of cornfields <laughs> here in the Midwest. And that is a nice <laughs> backdrop as well, isn't it, Brian? Uh, you know what, James? I'd <laughs> kick the majestic blue Pacific Ocean over cornfields. but Me too. Uh, I was bad. just being nice about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss that. Uh, Brian, I often start the show with a bit of inspiration. Do you have a mantra or success quote that you live by professionally? Oh, wow. You know what? Um, I probably have a bunch of them. And the one that's resonated with me most recently is two. And they both happen to be from Nick Saban. And he's doing a thing on ESPN where you kind of get an inside view to his practices. And he said two things in there that really have stuck with me. One is, You've got to win on the inside before you can win on the outside. And I take that to mean if you're not confident in what you're doing, what you're saying, you know, what you're taking to market, everybody's going to notice that. And so as credit unions, we've got to win on the inside before we win on the outside. We've got to be confident in what we're doing. So our members have that same level of confidence in us. And the other thing I heard him say is we don't practice to get it right. We practice so we can't get it wrong, which I think is really interesting because in our lives, especially as leaders, I don't think we spend as much time practicing, certainly not as much as a football team would. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we go to work and we spend most of our work lives working and not practicing, where I think a lot of professional sports teams, they spend more time practicing than they actually do in games. So uh, I think it's both pieces were good advice that I could take to the business world and relate it there. So those would be the couple that I'd uh, start with. Great quotes. I love them. And that uh, first one about confidence, there's a lot that goes into that. So I think uh, actually this conversation today certainly can help our listeners in regards to data and creating great member experiences. Uh, really quickly, Brian, tell everybody about PSEU and your role in helping credit unions. Sure. So PSEU is a CUSO that's been around for 40 years. We were started by credit unions a little over 40 years ago. And today, those Five credit unions had an idea, a vision about what PSU could be. Today, I think we've expanded beyond their wildest dreams. We provide credit, debit card services, call center, collections, digital banking. And one of the things we're going to talk about today is data analytics to credit unions. And really with the idea that we want to supplement or enhance all the different things that credit unions are doing today and delivering to the marketplace. It may be that we do everything for somebody and it may be that we just supplement or enhance one little thing of how a credit union can service and support their members. So that's a little bit about what we do and how we help credit unions in the marketplace. Your QCO, of course, is great service to so many thousands of credit union professionals and, and organizations. So we thank you for your service, indeed, you personally and your organization. Absolutely. Thank you. You're welcome. Brian, your superpower is in helping credit unions position themselves competitively in their own communities and to maintain profitability throughout their payments programs. And of course, to execute on that mission, you need to really understand data. So today, our conversation will focus on using data to create exceptional member experiences. And really, this conversation will be a precursor 
to the two sessions that you'll be leading at the 2019 Q's Directors Conference. So we're super excited about you leading a couple of those sessions coming up December. Yeah, that's right. I'm super excited for those sessions. And, you know, it's one of those things as you get to conferences like that, it's really a time to expand your mind and kind of look at things differently than maybe you're used to in your day-to-day life at the crowding in. So excited for those two presentations. Now, everyone is talking about data these days. Can you give us some of the basics of analytics that financial institutions need to know? Yeah, so uh, where I start with analytics is really three areas. So when you think about analytics, there's descriptive analytics. And as the word sounds like, it's describing a person, a member, a situation. Uh, So there's descriptive analytics. Then there's predictive analytics. Predictive analytics is being able to hopefully predict the future or predict what's going to happen. And then there's prescriptive analytics. And prescriptive is much like what a doctor would do, prescribing a solution. And so those are kind of three terms that you may hear me interspersed throughout the day. And I thought it was good to at least start with those three terms. The other piece about analytics, which I think is important, is a lot of people hear analytics and the first thing they think is lots and lots and lots of data. And data is certainly at the heart of it. And the more data you have, the more powerful your analytics can be. But you don't also, you don't need lots and lots of data to be able to use analytics and to use it effectively. So uh, you know, one of the things I would um, talk about is uh, I had a credit union that they were looking at how do we get into analytics. And so we picked six pieces of data, six data elements around their cards program. Mm -hmm. And we said, if we just looked at these six things, can we have an impact on our program? So we looked at six things, we looked at six factors, and from there, we were able to see trends. So that descriptive analytics, we saw trends that described what their members were doing. We were able to dig into those trends even more and predict what their membership might look like at some point in the future. And from that, we prescribed a solution. So we said to them, we gave them very specific loan rates and loan types that they should offer to a very small segment of their membership. And we did that without having tons of data. Uh, Now, obviously, the more data you have, the more laser focused you can be. But again, this isn't something that you've got to spend thousands or millions of dollars on massive databases. You can do it really pretty easily. So That's kind of what I'd start with around the basics, those three terms, descriptive, predictive, and prescriptive, and the simple fact that it doesn't have to be massive amounts of data. So that, yeah, that's a good place to start the conversation, kind of get organized with our thoughts here. So could you, though, dig a little bit deeper and provide some examples of descriptive, predictive, and prescriptive analytics? Sure. So let me actually walk you through a scenario. So let's say let's say you shop at Trader Joe's all the time. So I I could look at your payments data from your credit card or debit card and say, I see James shops at Trader Joe's. And I can see that every time he goes to Trader Joe's, he spends somewhere around $300. So that's a form of descriptive analytics. It's describing you and I can pour through mountains of transactional data to get that information about you. Then I can use other pieces of information from other sources. So let's say you walk into Trader Joe's with your phone and your phone has uh, geolocation services. So I can now feed that piece of data into 
my database and I can do something with that geolocation data. So I know you're walking into Trader Joe's. I know that you shop there frequently. And when you do, you spend $300. I also know adding more pieces of data into this picture that you've got $50 in your account right now. So using that information, I can predict, hey, you're in Trader Joe's, you're probably going to spend $300 because you do every time. Mm -hmm. And I can also predict you don't have enough money in your account, so you're going to get declined. And therefore, I can prescribe a solution to that. And I can, you know, maybe pop a message on your phone that says, hey, I know you're at Trader Joe's and you typically spend $300 here. You only have $50 in your account. Would you like to transfer money into your checking or savings account so you don't get declined? And now I've prescribed a solution, which really gives you an exceptional member experience. You're not going to get embarrassed by going to the checkout line and getting a decline. And you're going to look at the credit union as kind of a trusted advisor in that situation that says, wow, my credit union really knows me. They know where I shop. They know my spending patterns. And they prescribed me a solution before I even knew I had a problem. It's kind of a real life example of predictive, prescriptive, and descriptive analytics at work. Wow, that's very relevant, very personal that you can get with data. Very amazing, impressive. Now, company, uh, you know, it yeah. borders a little bit on there's people that would say, wow, that's kind of creepy. And there's other people that would say, wow, that's a great experience. And I think that's one of the challenges in the mm-hmm. marketplace today. Riding that fine line between is this really helpful or is it kind of creepy? And I think that's uh, it's a challenge we face uh, as financial institutions of how much is too much. So, But that's amazing that that's that one is capable of having that in their organization for their members. So companies like Amazon and Google use these types of analytics too. How could a credit union use analytics to improve the experience for members? You just mentioned, obviously, a very good example there. Can you bring about some other situations? Yeah, well, those two are probably the gold standard of using those types of analytics. So Amazon's famous for predicting, you know, customers who bought this also bought this, or we suggest that you would also want to buy this paired along with something you're already buying. So that, you know, Mm -hmm. that's the gold standard. So as I look at that same concept for financial institutions, we may be able to use things like payment data. So I'll go back to kind of my previous example, similar to Trader Joe's. If I see that you're spending a lot of money at Napa Auto Parts, May, I probably can surmise that you've got a car. I can surmise that maybe your car has problems. And so what I should be doing is predicting for you, hey, people that shop at Napa Auto Parts have often gone on to want an auto loan. And we have great auto loan rates right now. You know, if you came in right now, we could give you a, whatever, 2.9% rate on an auto loan because I've already looked at all the other descriptive analytics about you mm-hmm. that says, I know you fit this pattern. Uh, You've got a great credit score. You've got a great payment history. Maybe you just have a car that's on the fritz. So I need to give you an auto loan right now. And it's really about walking people through, uh, walking members through their financial journey in life and being a trusted advisor through that. So you talk about a member's financial journey through life. Uh, Talk more about that. Sure. So let's just say you looked at uh, two members. They've got the same credit score. 
They've got the same balance on their account. They've got the same credit line on their credit card account. Uh, by all traditional metrics, they look the same. Then if you add in just a little bit more data about them, let's look at things like their payment history. So both members are current on their payments. They haven't missed a payment, but one of the members just makes the minimum payment every time. And another member makes something more than the minimum payment. And then we layer onto that more of the data around what are they actually spending money on? So again, you know, maybe one member's using their card for hobby stores and electronic stores, and they're buying aspirational items, furniture, whatever. Hmm. Um, the other members using their card for gas, groceries, rent, pharmacy purchases. Uh, so one of them is using their card to buy necessities. The other is using it for aspirational items. You can potentially surmise from that one of those members on their financial journey through life is trending upwards. You know, they're probably, even though they look just like the other member from traditional metrics, credit score, those kind of things, mm -hmm. um, they're trending up. And because of their payments data, we can see maybe they need a credit line increase. Maybe they need a platinum card instead of a gold card. Maybe they need a lifestyle loan. Whereas the other member who maybe they're trending down because they're buying necessities on their card, they're paying the minimum payment, even though their credit score may be really good still they're trending down and maybe we need to suggest credit counseling for them and we need to give them help now before something negative truly happens to them. And so that's kind of what I talk about that financial journey. Two members may look identical on the surface, but they're at a different spot in their financial journey through life. And if we can know that in advance, if we can predict that and we can prescribe solutions based on where they're at on their financial journey, they're going to be happier members, they're going to be longer term members, and they're really going to appreciate that level of service that the credit union's providing. So that's kind of what I think about on that financial journey through life and how we might be able to use analytics to supplement that experience that those members are having. I like that. A lot of real important points is analyzing data, identifying the need of the member, finding a solution or solutions for the member. And then the byproduct of that is, oh my goodness, look at what this financial institution of mine is doing. They really care and they're really have prescribed measures to help me out. They're going to be a lifelong member and they're going to be a cheerleader for your organization and they are going to tell others what a, what a great way that data can really find solutions and inspire members. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. I think that those two things you said, they really know me and they really care. Those are two things that, you know, these are not decisions that a person looking at that couldn't make. It's just, it's looking at massive amounts of data and doing it a lot faster. And you couldn't pour through all that data and make that decision on 10,000 members altogether. And that's where data and analytics can do that much more quickly to supplement the experience you want to be providing. Excellent. Now, Brian, I stated earlier that this podcast episode can serve as a precursor to your two sessions at the 2019 Q's Directors Conference coming up this December. <laughs> yep. And, and we'll have details of your session, the description, and how you can find out more and register for it at the end here. What are some takeaways and action items that attendees can look forward to experiencing from your session at the conference? 
Sure thing. Uh, we'll look at some real life credit union examples. So we've got some examples of credit unions that have been doing this. They've implemented analytics and some examples of how they've enhanced their member experience and how credit unions that are in attendance can do the same thing. We'll give them some easy ideas to implement so they can go right back to their credit unions and without spending hundreds or thousands of dollars, uh, they can implement these types of solutions on a budget. And the other thing is we'll look at some other areas around analytics that we didn't touch on today, areas like fraud, where analytics can be really impactful in detecting and preventing fraud before it even happens. So that's a lot of what we'll cover as we get deeper into the session in December and uh, should be a good time. Excellent. Yeah. So you're showing results, what can happen, and then the journey and methodology along the way. So wonderful topic today and looking forward to you at Director's Conference. Brian Scott, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for spending some time with our Q's podcast listeners. Thanks, James, and thanks, Q's. What a fun connection with Brian. Thank you for listening to the show, everybody. Thanks again, Harlan Clark, for sponsoring the show. I'm so excited to share with you that Q's has a whole new set of resources for you to learn and grow. We're pleased to announce the launch of our new content website, cumanagement.com, the go-to resource for in-depth industry content. The new cumanagement.com is designed to be part of our industry's daily routine and as an essential resource for learning and development. It features compelling articles, blog posts, videos, podcasts, white papers, and generates daily content for all levels of the credit union. cumanagement.com is a multimedia platform that produces content and information specific to credit union roles and interests such as leadership, strategy, governance, operations, and much more. This dynamic and powerful news site is also the perfect companion to our industry-leading print publication, Credit Union Management Magazine, and is available on both desktop and mobile devices. It's fun to share this with you. Not only does it offer compelling content, the layout and design are pleasing to the eye. To experience Q's new digital content website, visit cumanagement.com. As mentioned earlier, Brian will be leading one of the sessions at the upcoming Q's Directors Conference. Some of our session topics will include new rules of board technology and delivery oversight, 10 new performance metrics that matter, things to consider before you merge, governance best practices, growing talent development, board-driven holistic leadership for growth and profitability, board succession planning, board financial literacy, using QSOs to generate net income, the hacker's blacklist, the seven critical cybersecurity threats and solutions, a timely NCUA update by NCUA board member Rick Metzger and Sherry Freed, NCUA Western Regional Director. They'll discuss NCUA reorganization, changes and trends in the credit union system and agency policies and regulations. And so much more to register and check out all the actions taking place at this upcoming Q's Directors Conference. Please go to qs.org slash dc. For more talent development content from Q's, visit cues.org. If you're a Q's member, you have access to invaluable membership benefits to further enhance your development. Visit cues.org slash membership to learn more. Q's is an international credit union association. Our mission is to educate and develop credit union CEOs, executives, board of director members, and future leaders. To learn how Q's can help you realize your potential, visit Q's.org today.